Hey, I just wanted to give everybody a quick little heads up. I do have a short sponsor read on the front end of my episodes now for Anchor, but if you would like to skip that, just go to the minute 30-ish mark, and that'll jump you on past the sponsorship and straight into the episode. Enjoy. What's up? Rambling Viking, back at it again on a semi-regular basis. This is episode technically 29, but um, episode 2 post-sabbatical, after the gap, the rift, the canyon between episodes, August to February. <sighs> what a dreadful time. I think that could be dubbed my medieval times for my podcast, but feels really good to be back in it. Um, really excited. Honestly, there were some things I was like, how did I do that? How was this arranged? It's just been so long, and then I almost jumped back into it a couple times, but had some second thoughts on, you know, is this, you know, really do I want to go this direction? But you guys heard this all last episode. I'm not going to reminisce too much. Let's jump right into it. Um, if you if you listen to the sponsor, you'd hope you enjoyed it. But if you skipped it, um, we're one and the same. Because truth be told, I <laughs> I skip every sponsor read uh, on, on a podcast that I can. So, um I tried to throw in that little pro tip before it so you guys could know and skip ahead because I'm not one to be like, oh, I'm going to skip this every time. But if you're listening to mine, you have to – or if you're if it's on my podcast, then you need to listen to my sponsor. I don't give a rip as long as it technically plays. It doesn't matter to me, right? It's not like it actually makes me any money. But sorry, I digress. This intro has been rough. Subject today, today at hand. It hit me. I had a few things kind of hit me, and I was bouncing around some ideas, but this one really hit me good. Um, and I might have touched on it or talked about it in previous episodes. I honestly can't remember and um, didn't want to go through and look at all my descriptions. But I'm going to tackle it, I guess, in this new format, if you will. A little less structured, more free form, just going with my thought process. But um, a little bit of structure here. But we're basically, we're going to talk about a couple things. Really, the, the main subject is college. Is it needed, necessary, if I were to go back and do it again or had a different situation, what 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 would I have done differently? How would I have handled it differently? My advice to everyone who's potentially going to be going into college soon, even though none of them are listening to my podcast, but I don't know, maybe through the grapevine, it'll reach somewhere. But um, we live in a day and age where the general thought process is you graduate, go to, go to school, graduate high school, and you immediately go into college. You get yourself at least a bachelor's degree, if not a master's and a PhD, and then you go on and then you magically make over $100,000 a year right out of college because you went to college. So now you're really smart and know everything about the industry. When in actuality, it's a resetting of the totem pole, just like when we go from elementary school into middle school, which I never really experienced because it wasn't broken up quite that way. I was elementary, junior high, then high school, but you get you get the general gist, right? You go from like eighth grade where you're top of the po- totem pole and it's like sweet and um or whatever if it's ninth grade for you whatever is your thing but anyways then you go boom you jump into high school back to the bottom of the totem pole same thing when you go to college right you're coming out of high school you're a senior top of the totem pole you're on top of the world you run that then you go to college and you're a brand new fresh fre- fresh face um it's time to hit that reset button but Here's where things got convoluted. People think, okay, we're at college now. We've reached a whole new level. We're we're more in the adult realm. We're, we're finally on our own. This is the difference. This is going to make a difference. 
So this this time, it's going to be different. I'm going to graduate out here, and instead of going top of the totem pole all the way back down to the bottom, having to work my way back up to that grind, I'm going to come out ahead of the curve because I have a college degree. Um, but when, when most people uh, find out is that that's a total lie, so they struggle to get a job, I feel like half the people don't even use um, their college degree. I fall into that realm, but mine's just kind of a weird circumstance is what I'd call it. But I, I don't regret anything, um, about my college degree. I did run into a really sad side story on this note. Um, I ran into a guy in my degree. It was like my second year or something. I was like a junior, um, second year in that degree, but I was a junior and he was like, man, I hate this. Like, I'm just ready to get done. And I was like, hold on, you hate this? Like, why don't you um, get out? Like, switch it up. And he said, well, I've already switched three times and extended my graduation date um, with a lot of non-transferable credits because I switched from field to field. And he's like, at this point, I just want to get out of college. And that, like, destroyed me. Like, you want to talk about the, uh, oh, I'm shook memes? Like, that shook me mentally because the entire point of that is you find a specialized field, maybe you start on a broader field, say, like a biology or a, um, a literature or an art, and then you and you specify it down to something that you really want to pursue, whether it's, you know, you're super passionate about it, but you're, you're passionate about the direction you're going in one way or another, right? Um, but this was not that case. He had, they had switched so many times and then reached a point of like, I'm just wasting my time here. I just need to go and get in the workforce and work. And so then it becomes, all right, I'm going to go work. Um, going to go work and I just need to get out of here, but I'm going to have spent tens of thousands of dollars on something an education that I don't even enjoy. So it's one thing to be like, and like, it's not my favorite thing, but like, this is where the money is, this is where the job is that I want, you know, not even that it was a total disdain for everything we was having to learn. And I just can't even imagine like, Basically, what that's like is in high school, we all have the subjects that we don't like. And we're like, I'm not going to use this because I'm not going this direction sort of thing. You know, like uh, somebody who's going to be a musician. They're like, I don't give a rip about this math and science nonsense. I need to focus on my music and or vice versa. And, you know, but but we had to have a strong basis. And so you had to take every subject. But then you get into college and the beauty of the colleges are supposed to be you can choose. And then you can only really focus in on that subject or subjects or that area that interests you. But then this situation was a total opposite. It's like he, all the subjects that they didn't enjoy were the subjects that was everything that they were going to have to learn in the next like year-ish and just to graduate and get out. And that was just crazy to me just crazy to me i can't even imagine like that's literally you talk about being almost a prisoner because most people would say well, why don't you you know just get out why don't you just jump out of college you're obviously not finding what you want get in, and go and get into something that you're interested in or at least get something going but don't just throw money in, into the trash 
But the thought process is either you throw an X amount of dollars, you know, I don't remember many thousand dollars into this. I need to see this through. Um, but anyways, that was just, I won't stick on that too long. That was just a painful little story that I, I had that I had encountered in college. And it just, I don't know, it, it kind of opened up my mind a little bit. But as I went through college, you know, I thought it was super necessary. So I thought it was super necessary. Um, and I got, a, I, I got a degree in kinesiology, which is basically studying the movements of the body. It's more or less it falls under physical, like fitness, health and wellness is the best way to kind of all encompass it. So you can, but you can go any direction with that. It's not just personal training. It's not just PE teacher. You can go on to a lot of people use it as jumping off point for occupational physical therapy, um, different things. But regardless, now I find myself, um, wanting to go into an industry that involves, um, entertainment. It really doesn't even use my degree necessarily. I use my degree for myself. Like I learned so much and, um, now I use it for my benefit to keep myself healthy, to help train myself for different things that I'm doing. Cause I still like to stay physically very active and like to do tough mutters and different things like that. But nonetheless, I'm not quote unquote using my degree, but for me, it's not the end of the world because I really enjoyed that field of study. So, um, a college is a way just to expand. If you have that kind of money and time, if you just want to be a life student, a career student, that's what they call them where you just get degree on degree on degree, then uh, more power to you. But anyways, back to everything else. So general general thought process is everybody needs to go to college. But then this is weird. I don't know how this came on. And maybe it's just all the young generation. And then this just gets propelled. But maybe it was through Hollywood or something. I don't know. But the thought that somehow it doesn't reset for you. And I think maybe what it was is because a lot of us we're right after we're growing up kind of right after the cusp of like where college became a bigger deal and it offered you some separation. So for instance, um, came out of an era where not everybody was going to college. You had tons of people going into the military. You had lots of people being drafted by the military and you had a lot of people that were doing just fine on high school education. You get your high school education and then you go into the workforce and they, and they, they maybe bounce around to a couple careers, but a lot of them find a career and they boom, do it. We're, we're, and, and there was a lot more interest in the trades, meaning, meaning your, your, your plumbing, your carpentry, that the, the welding, the, the people that work with their hands primarily and are what I would call is, you know, handy or crafty, whatever, not crafty, but handy. And you had, that was a bigger prevalence. And then you had, but you were having a shift into the academics in the late uh, 20th century, right? And into a focus on, all right, going to college as culture was evolving and more and more things required, you know, at least a college degree. And then now 20 years removed from 20, 30 years removed from that, we're seeing where everything is becoming a specialized individual degree where some of them is even a secondary school outside of like a college campus, right? Um, one example would be my uncle, um, physical therapy, physical therapist was a bachelor's degree and he got a bachelor's degree and was a certified physical therapist. Not saying that like he's any less qualified and, you know, this would have been 30 years ago. Now today it's, um, more or less, you know, it's well on PhD. So you do your four years, get an undergrad and there's no, like there's a pre program, but it just really would just gears you towards all the right classes. And then you have to apply, get in to a PT school, 
then you go to PT school and I'm not sure how long the average PT school is. Um, I can actually look that, look that up real quick. Um, but then so on and so forth. So, okay. So 30 to 36 months. So you're looking at about three years. So about, yes, yeah, so once again, seven years in total anyways, but almost doubled in 30 years and a lot of degrees. Like for instance, my degree, my entire degree program, and this was a fight I had with my dad um, when trying to justify this was, was a class, a semester long course for him in college where it just barely hit on it. But that's just, that's just kind of the, how, how things evolve, you know? And I don't want to bore you too much with kind of what I would call the preface or the introductory part of this. So I won't stick around here too much longer. I'll kind of keep the conversation moving, but um, you know, the main question here is I'm, I'm, we need a little bit of a foundation and backstory on where we are culturally to kind of unpack this idea that every single kid needs to go to college. You need to get, to get a degree and then you need to use that degree. Now, um, the, you know, first point we hit on was first of all, the delusion. And it was the fact that, and I, I don't know, there's something about you go to school you get there and you come out and you feel on top of the world and you feel like, you know, I should be getting that job. But then you find out that every job needs once a couple years of experience, um, even a lot of entry level jobs and um, in a related field along with a degree. And so it's like if you didn't get internships or, or at least one internship while you were in school, you're behind the curve already. And now you just have to get an entry level that doesn't even require a degree, get that experience, then move on up the chain. Now, first and foremost, if we could just fix that problem. I think it would help things out a lot. Um, we wouldn't have this issue of people coming out and most of them have this big debt and then, and then they are expecting something they're expecting 75 a year. And then it's like, no, you get 40 a year. And then maybe in three or four or five years, you'll get 75 a year. Um, and it's just this weird battle where then people are all upset because it's like, I worked so long for what to get this. Now, I think where we lose sight of is you probably couldn't have, you wouldn't be eligible for that same job straight out of high school. Meaning just with your GED or your diploma, because this isn't everything, but this is, I'm kind of just thinking of a semi-specific scenario, but if you're getting into specialty degrees, you need these prerequisites these, to study these certain fields to even be considered. So I, I think really the disconnect is people just look at the ceiling because that, that's the difference there between no college and college in not every case either. But in a lot of cases is your, your ceiling or how far you can take it. And people see the end goal and then they want to go, they want to teleport straight to there and they forget that you have to, the end goal, just like in, if you're hiking a mountain is at the very top. <clears throat> now, difference between two people could be one person is starting in the middle of the plains, 150 miles away from said mountain that they want to climb and they have to walk to that mountain or they have no way to get to that mountain. Whereas some people then have the, they, they have what you would call, we'll use college as a car, right? They have a transportation, they get to that mountain, they get to the base of that mountain and now they can climb and they can climb that mountain and get to whatever that peak is. So the difference there is 
but they both would require they both require a lot of work. You're still not it, it still have to do a ton of work. You're still starting at the base of the mountain. Just one person is at the base of the mountain, and the other person is just not at that base of base of the mountain. That's where the gap is. You're both on level ground here. Meaning you and whatever McDonald's worker is, you know, both kind of on level ground coming out in a lot of degrees. But there could be more opportunity of of growth. There's opportunity of growth when ultimately it could lead you to a higher peak, a higher ceiling is what we'll call it. So there, there's one, there's one issue that I would have with, um, there's one kind of issue unpacked, just a small minor mental issue, but really the bigger talk here is, you know, is college even necessary? So that's just a mindset thing that kind of got sidetracked on, but like is, college really even necessary i i personally believe it's been conflated to be this super big deal so my my parents always told me you need to go to college um not necessarily to have the degree but to go through that experience and prove that you can get a degree because that it's not just saying you know a lot about this one subject it's saying you were willing to put in x amount of years of work and do x amount of uh and pay x amount of dollars and and go through x amount of hardships to to accomplish this, this feat. And so then it's, it's basically experience is what they're calling it. You know, life experience that, that, that looks good, which they're not wrong in that sense. However, a couple issues, um, in general, I think with being, being hard set on go to college, found this interesting website and you can go check this out for yourself. It's called collegedebt.com. And all it is, the whole page, it's just a white page, and it's at the top says current student loan debt in the U.S. It says, and it has an arrow. It says student loans. Let me make sure I'm getting this right. So it's at 1.6 trillion, and you're if you as you sit here and watch the ticker just goes up, and just just constantly going up. Like since I've been looking, it's gone up about ten thousand dollars already and it's just constantly moving like it's growing and then underneath that it has credit cards and auto loans so it's like kind of cool information those ones credit cards are at 800 billion um auto loans are at 750 billion um and they're not going up but this um the student loan one is tick 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 ticking up so there's one issue is we have a giant issue with student loans and debt then i because I want to be a little bit prepared. So that's an overall big number. But I'll say this. A lot of kids are lucky in the sense, like me, where you get out of school really with no debt. I have a tiny bit of like credit card debt, but it's it's something I can work through in the year or so. You know, it's not something I'm latched to for decades. Um, so as of The Economist reported as of June of 2014, um, oh, wow, it was only $1.2 trillion at that point. So in five years, it's grown about $4 billion. But really the bigger number from this is um, the outstanding student loan debt, um, the average of it. The average student loan debt in the U.S. is $37,172. That's averaged out across everybody who has debt. So there's people who have more, people who have less, but that is your average amount is about as much as I make in a year. Um, is the average amount of debt. So prime issue 
number so issue kind of number one with this whole thought process is what we see going off what we know there's trillions of dollars in 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 student loan debt the the system of college i think is somewhat flawed in the sense of it's become so expensive but then also it's so much it's pressed as so much of a, a mandatory thing that we've we've created this issue. We have 1.6 trillion in total college student loan debt and then 37,000 on average per person. Which let me let me just see. Um which makes me curious. I wonder how I'm trying to find a good comparison. Oh, well never mind. I was I was trying to compare it to like the cost of a certain car and so I was like let's look up how much a Camaro is. Well, Camaros start at 25 grand. Now it's base model, but like, come on. Um, okay, there we go. Yeah, no, let's get let's get this supercharged engine. Yeah, boy. Oh, geez, that jumped it up. Um sorry guys. So the Camaro thing, I added this this super this. Okay, there we go. Perfect. Twenty nineteen Chevy Silverado, Silverado thirty five hundred HD. Average cost is forty grand. So the the student, the average student, college student in the U.S. graduates with a brand new Silverado's worth, almost a brand new Silverado's worth of debt, a brand new truck's worth of debt, and not even. The fifteen hundred. It's this is the thirty five hundred. It's a big freaking deal. But that's what the average student comes out with. And the thing that makes that even worse is generally your entry level jobs are going to float depending on your your area of study. And this is totally variable. But I'm thinking a very low ball, very average, just four year bachelor's degree, not master's, PhDs, none of that nonsense. So coming out and we'll call them relatively regular areas. You're getting, you're coming out with as much debt as you're probably going to make in your first year working full time if you got a job in your say selected field, but just working at, at a very average full time job. Um, honestly, even if for teachers, because that's kind of what I know, um, that's more than your starting salary, depending on what state you live in. For Oklahoma, I definitely know it's more than your starting salary, but for some states it may not be. But there's some states, those other states that you do make more in is partially because of housing costs. So we've got 1.6 in total. 1.6 trillion, and we're sitting on about 40 grand uh, ahead for college debt. Now, that alone should look you in the face and say, Man, is this even necessary? Like, how necessary is this? Because basically, what we're doing is having people willingly going into a situation and just accepting this because I have to do this because this is the only way that I can work and actually pursue a career that I want. Um, so a, a note on this, right, is I don't think – now, this is a traditional route. So you go to a state school, you go to a big school, and you're probably – you know, you're living on campus. You're looking at, you know, 10 to 15 to 20 grand a year. And, you know, if you're able to pay a few grand a year or several grand a year, but then you debt loan the rest out, then that's where that 40 Gs comes in. So that's – that, that's kind of one thought right there is that 
and you know that's what that's what we're working off of is is that traditional route. So simple solution, still not working on under the premise that it's not necessary. Which let's go ahead and attack that question. Uh, I don't like dilly dallying around. No, I don't. I no longer think now that I'm out of college, a couple years removed. Um, took me five years to get a four year degree. Um, but my degree program was overpopulated and understaffed. And so they constantly were pretty, were over, they were uh, overfilling classrooms. It was a big issue. Um, another big issue was you would have athletes get priority enrollment and they would enroll and they would actually pass you because they could enroll two weeks early because of their um, sports schedule. So I had people who were behind me in the degree program, but then would get into classes that I needed to get in, but they necessarily didn't need yet. And so I actually got uh, leapfrog by leapfrog by several people. Um, so talk about annoying, but anyways, now looking back, I'm saying, you know, I don't know how necessary it is. I think there is merit and value in it, but I think everyone should take a long, hard, careful look at whether that is the route they want to go. And it's hard because I'm somebody who I think the first step is, do you know what direction you want to go in life? answer that question. Say, do I know where I want to go? I was a kid who I grew up a vet's kid and I worked at the vet clinic. And so part of me wanted to go that direction, but then the, the majority of me wanted to explore other options. Um, and my problem is I, as you guys know, I have an interest in kind of everything. I like to be a jack of all trades, like to dip my fingers in every, um, everything I can. So it was, it was a struggle to find one solidified thing. And I finally did, um, that, and that maybe set me back a tiny bit, but I was able to do all my basics and get those out of the way. But that's your first question you should ask. And if you don't have a direction, I think you should seriously consider two things. You take a year or two off and you just work and live and get and get some adult life experience because that's another thing. People come out of college, no adult life experience, and then you have to figure it out. And it's like there's something to be said. Like I know that college is kind of the real world, but it's not the real, real world. But take a year off or you go to a JUCO or community college, a small like two-year school, local school that's very, very, very cheap that you could realistically, you could work full time and afford to go there. Um, but a lot, honestly, a lot of times you can probably get, you can get scholarships that'll pay for most of it because, um, the barrier for entry is relatively low. And this isn't the sexy thing to do. You know, this isn't what you see. Uh, oh yeah, I want to go do this and that, and that, but it's not the sexy thing. But when you see that 1.6 trillion and that 40 grand ahead, it puts things in a whole new perspective. And it's like you really we're sending kids to just pile on to just catch this huge mountain of debt and saying, good luck. Like you want to talk about just setting up setting up a generation for failure. And so I, I think need to do better at kind of I don't want to say scaring them, but showing them the reality of the situation. Like, here's what you're looking at. Um, so th those are my two options, right? If you, if you do not know, if you are not sure, you can take a year off and work and maybe try and work in some field that does interest you, or you can, 
I mean, honestly, you could probably do both of these. Hit a community college. It's cheap. It's very affordable. It'll get you out on your own. It'll give you some more perspective on life and whether you actually want to go that way. Because I have friends who, quite frankly, hated school, got out. They had a great work opportunity coming out. And now they've moved up. Here we are six, seven years later, eight years later. um, And they moved up and they're in positions, work positions that they prefer. And they actually eventually did some small amount of schooling, I think, for associate's degrees within their field of work that specifically applied to them and allowed them to be promoted. So you want to talk about kind of doing it bass backwards. There it is right there. So that that's kind of the first thing you need to assess is like, do you, and, and if you don't know what you want to do, I'm not also saying that's your only two options. I think those are the, the, the foremost two options though, that you should really consider as opposed to just going in and just paying a stupid amount of money to not know what you have to do. Cause when you, when you really think about it, why would I, if I'm unsure, why am I about my direction? Why would I go and spend 12 grand, 15, 20 grand a year to just be unsure and whittle around? Now, part of this is some people just need to make a decision and stick with it, but that's a whole other issue I can tackle another time. But anyways, now... Some people have their direction. Uh, Another thing to consider is your scholarship opportunity. So for me, I had a wonderful scholarship opportunity that I frankly started in the eighth grade and had to maintain certain levels of uh, academics throughout high school and then in college to maintain those. So it was kind of a great situation because it was like, hey, if you don't want to have to pay for this, you need to do well. Um, and that afforded me to have to pay very, very, very little to go to, you know, a big four-year school right off the bat. So that was one option. That's A, why I stayed in state. B, I, hold on, looks like I'm getting cut off. Oh, man. Well, I'm getting cut off. BRB. Sorry about that. Something I did not know is now on Anchor, you can only record from the web browser for uh, 30 minutes max per segment. So I can keep recording, but um, had to had to briefly pause at the 30-minute mark. My bad, which I don't really plan for these to go much longer than that. This one's being a little bit longer, but we'll be all right. So anyways, like I was saying, so I had, I had an opportunity that basically afforded me um, to not have to really pay. I mean, I'll say virtually nothing, pennies on the dollar though. Um, but you need to look at your scholarship opportunities. And some people, it's like the, their opportunities are wide open. Um, but another option, so sec, option moving forward is after you look at, A, what do I want to do? B, um, do I have scholarships? You know, What are my academics like? What are my credentials like to get into somewhere? Um, because that can, ha- that can weigh in-state versus out-of-state. I stayed in-state because my scholarship was bound to going to a school in my state. So that's what I did. Um, and I went to a school that I enjoyed. Um, but basically looking at kind of those couple things, um, but a dying art and a, an area of need is trade. So, so trade work. So I'm talking your builders, your carpenters, your plumbers, your electricians, your AC guys, that's been a dying art. We talked about that shift, you know, maybe in the back half of the 20th century where, you, you had a shift from trade and um, shift into academic and higher education and these kind of corporate jobs and the, the, the typical, you know, corporate, you know, climb corporate ladder, be a CEO. 
Um, and that became the main focus is, and, and is don't, don't count out those jobs. For me personally, I'm not very handy and that's not my strong suit, but for a lot of people, like that's their forte. Like they love to just get down and dirty and like just be involved on say an engine or working, you know, electrical wiring and, and something and rigging stuff up. And they're just, that works for them. And it's like, if that's what you really like, like I, for example, I had a friend who grew up farming and he really loved farming and he was really smart and he was trying to go and do some engineering stuff. And he, he, he did that, but he, he would go back in the summers and he would farm and he eventually came to the conclusion like, dude, this is just what I want to do. I just want to farm. And so he, he dropped out and started start farming full time and he loves it about to get married too in a few months. It's going to be great, but like, there's nothing wrong with that. And I think that's kind of a misconception is that some people think that there's almost something wrong with not going to college. And that's, that's something that needs to be broken is that not, or not going to, not going to what you think of when you think of college. But I, I think we need to stop and reconsider like going to um, what we call them as Votech or, or trade programs. You know, you learn a skill, you get in the workforce and you start doing that. Cause you know what I found too? And I remember when I was going into college, like I, when I'd hear people say, I'm going to take a year off and then I'll, or, or, or they would, they would maybe, they would either take a year off pr- prior to going to school or in the middle of going to school say, I need to take a year off. I need to work. I need to, you know, build up my finances and then I'll come back to school. Well, there's two cases there. There's the people that mean that and that literally are just trying to like build up some more money so they can pay for it or whatever. And there's people that are kind of sick of school and just, and sick of being like super broke and having to deal with it. And they go out and they start making what I would call big boy money. And they're like, Oh man, like I don't have to go to school or anything. Like, yeah, no, this is way better. I'm going to stick with this and not go back to that because I don't see a point in that. And you know what? Then they get along just fine. And there's nothing wrong with that at all. So you have kind of those options to look at that are really discredited. And what I'm really trying to get at is that there's more to it than, oh, yeah, you graduate high school and you go straight to college. Because, like, I just just don't think – the more I've thought about it, the more I've seen it, the more I've looked into these stats of finding out your average student graduates with 40 grand of debt, a 2019 Chevy Silverado 3500 worth of debt. You just can't logically, even emotionally, look at that and be like, that is not, like, that doesn't make sense. That's not right. Like, something is broken within this system. I do agree that tuition just being raised every year arbitrarily like there needs to be i'm not super well versed on the system of colleges and tuitions and how it's tied into the state and everything but there needs to be something there some form of mitigation there just so freaking expensive but the other thing is we've lost a value on experience um and really how far that can get you and that just a little bit of grit, a little bit of experience and seizing opportunity can actually lead you down the same path and get you to whatever your endpoint was almost faster or say by the time you're graduating college, because kind of my last and final point is I talked about the debt, but what I didn't even hit on was the fact that on average, we're finding that it takes someone six years to get their bachelor's degree in a four-year program. I'll let that sink in. So people are going in 
to a four-year program and getting their degree in getting that degree, a four-year degree in six years in the time in basically a year shy of what it takes someone to get um, a doctorate. Now, there's many factors and many intricacies into that. But there's also an issue there. It's like if if we're seeing this problem, I, it, it, part of it comes back to the problem of not being able to make a decision to stick to that decision, but then also just not knowing and then just having to bounce around and then you have non-transferable credits um, between programs because you were an engineer and then you were a musician and then you were uh, you know, going into biology and it's just like you don't have any of these credits that transfer over because you're trying to figure out what you want. And so it's a lack of direction. It's like, how about you go and like, just try and find a job that you're semi-interested in, get into that work field, see if you like that. And then be like, yeah, no, this is what I want to do. And then go hit school in a year or two and build up a little bit of, build up a little bit of financial stability. Now I do understand there is like certain time parameters, you know, with, if you've got scholarships and things like that. And that's why I say, you know, if you've got that opportunity, take it and go, but Coming, circling back to the bigger question at hand that I posed at the very beginning, you know, is, is college this absolute necessity? No, I think I think we're we're still riding the wave. It's not. I think we're still riding this cultural wave of that was as higher education from a time when higher education was was leading you into immediately better jobs and this this next level of job where now we're seeing a muddled grayish version of that life, but we're still living like that is the life. And there's, there's some things to fix within this, but I would just say, you know, is college, college is not absolutely necessary in the traditional sense that we're thinking of. There are alternative options. Like, so looking back on my situation, cause I said I would do that. So, so we, we kind of unpacked, college what it is the ins and outs of it now let's talk a little bit about me looking back and reminiscing i don't regret the way i did it now looking back let's say i have to do a hypothetical because i had good scholarships that allowed me to go there and really not pay for anything so i came out with no debt my situation is a little bit unique but looking back saying i maybe i didn't have those scholarships and it was, I was basically going to have to outright pay, maybe take out some loans. I would hope, and if I like, if I were going to give advice to me in that situation, I would say, here's what you need to do. And the town I grew up in, they did have like a, a local two-year school that I definitely didn't want to go to. Um, but there's some, you know, but I could have stayed at home, gone to school, worked. And saved up money and moved on. But that's not necessarily what I'm saying you have to do. If Because I there is some value to getting out of home. Leaving wherever home is. And kind of uprooting yourself. And adventuring a little bit into life. But I would have, I would have, I would have hoped and suggested to myself. Like look. Go to, to your school. Especially since you don't know what you want to do. You can get those basics credits that count the same. At a fraction of the cost of they would at the big school. So you're really not paying to get anything better. I mean, maybe the professors are a little bit better and you'd learn a tiny bit more, but all in all, you get an A at a chemistry course at a community college, you get an A at your base chemistry course at your state school. It's the same. It can count for the same thing. There are There is red tape involved, but it counts for the same thing. Go get that. 
and look in there you can experience and you can explore and look into the reprograms. Take that two years because you grow a lot. You'll grow a lot from little 18-year-old high school senior, totally sheltered, still in your bubble, to now you're out there. And you could make some, you'll be able to grow a lot and be more mature and reflect and think on what I really want to do. And then as that comes to a close, you'll come out with an associate's degree. So you'll actually already have a degree on time with minimal to no debt. And then, then there's also scholarship opportunities there because you proved yourself and you performed well within a college climate. And a lot of schools have feeder schools. For instance, for, for instance, Oklahoma state has a feeder school. You know, they have what they call, they have a branch in, um, in OKC. They have branches all over the state that are, that are still versions of, of them, but they're just either regional or it's a school where a community, you know, JUCO where you can go and get your two year and then you can move on to the big school and just do your two years of degree program. So then right off the bat, even if you had to take out loans, you're only loaning for two years. So 40 down to 20, but let's say then you've worked and you've saved up some money and you're able to pay for a lot of that. And you lower that, I don't know, five to seven grand. So then, and then you're only looking at, 12 or you're only looking at a 13 to 15, but then you get some scholarships. And so then maybe all you have to pay is 10 grand over two years to go to whatever school or five grand. And it's like, that's very affordable. That's something that you can, that where if you did take out a small loan for it right out of school, you'd pay that off in a few years, easy five years, 10 years max. If you're really paying minimal bare bones on it. But then you set yourself up where you're not, you don't have an amount of debt that is the same amount of money that you're going to make in a year. And second of all, you're probably actually on that note, you're probably, you experience wise, you may be ahead of the curve now and you may be able to jump into that second tier position, not that total entry level, but that next step up from that where you're making a little bit more, you're making five to 10 grand more. And then all of a sudden you're set up. You're coming out at the same time as somebody who did the total opposite of you. Just went in and accrued a bunch of student loan debt, maybe took five or six years. So maybe you're getting out before that person even because it's an average six years. They're just still racking up the debt and you're out, you're out working, getting rid of the small amount of debt that you got and you're actually already moving up in your field of interest, whatever it may be. Now that sounds like a more reasonable route. I guess is what I'll call it. That sounds like a better route to get to where you want to go than what is being preached at everybody. On a totally different note, too, college campuses have turned into a very weird echo chamber space with like, if you don't fall in the right thought thought group, you like get banned, shunned, shamed. It's kind of scary. So that's another thing is that like colleges have become in a lot of ways, ideological and can like shift your mindset in what I would say is kind of a bad way. But, but, but the more important thing is they're not open to being able to explore ideas, but so kind of wrap this up. No, I don't think college is a total necessity. I think it's a very valuable asset, but I think it's something given the current situation and just kids just literally like what I think of is I think of lemmings. That, that's what this makes me think of, actually. These kids literally just shoveling, like walking up to somebody and being like, oh, uh, is that a bunch of debt? Cool, I'm just going to shovel this, shovel it in my bag best I can, and then go work at, um, just, just, go, just go get a regular job that has nothing to do with 
this book that I'm reading. It's really like lemmings. You got a couple lemmings that started running. And so we're all started running. And now everybody's just jumping off the cliff into the water to their death. Like that's what lemmings do. And that's almost what we're do what we're doing financially to all our young people, this young generation. I know people that it's like they build up student debt, dropped out of school, and now like now it's time to pay up their loans and they're having their wages garnished. It's just like, oh my gosh. Like that's the last thing you want. But college is not necessary in the sense of the way that it's preached to us. There are alternative ways. There, are, there is a better way to go about doing this. So I would just implore these young generations. We need to stop preaching to them, to, to, to all the kids in high school, like, this is what it's like. This is what you have to do. But real, be realistic and say, here's what we're facing. You need to look at your situation and understand that if you go in just totally unprepared, you're staring 46 years and 40 grand in debt. That means you'll be 24. You'll, almost, you'll be midway through your 20s. You have a bunch of debt. And you're going to have as much debt as you're going to make in one year. And you're not even, you may not be working in an area that you love it. Like, that's kind of harsh. But I think that's what we need. And coming up in a time when people seem to be so sensitive and I don't want to say it, but soft in a lot of ways. And it's like, we need to, we need to be able to take a little heat, you know, take a little bit, but I'm, I'm getting, getting off track here a little bit. (sighs) College, not totally necessary. I think there's a lot to be valued in what you can just do in, in grinding and working hard because I've seen plenty of people get to the same place in the same amount of time, but they didn't accrue all the same debt or they, they went a totally different route. Um, as PETA would hate for me to say, there's more than one way to skin a cat. Mm, that one's for you. But anyways, I'm going to not beat a dead horse <laughs> instead of feed a fed horse. Um, you knew about that. Uh, close out this episode. I think that's a wrap. A little bit longer than my normal one, but we're pretty free, free flowing out here. And I think I needed to. That ended up being a lot. I needed to unpack all that, and that ended up being a lot more than I think I was prepared for, unpack wise. But, anyways, we'll be back here uh, next week. New episode. Hope you guys enjoyed it. Love to hear your feedback um, at the Rambling Viking on Twitter, um, or you can just comment, subscribe, or leave a review on whatever. Uh, platform you listen to you can come to anchor and do that as well um feel free to support me if you really want um but just by listening or spread the word to all my two listeners or possibly only one listener now i appreciate you um can't wait to hear the feedback i think this episode was definitely a little bit more sporadic but uh, that's gonna be it for me folks rambling viking is out